On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diegos here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a cool night here in uh, Melbourne town. Thanks to Finey on another fantastic show. And Finey will be back uh, from 7 uh, tomorrow. And, of course, the boys from the Wonder Years, Zanners and Milne, always a, a bit of fun driving in for the Diegos and all the thousands of listeners right across Melbourne. Millions. That, uh, millions then, mm. Warren. Um, you're here tonight. Welcome to the show. Yeah, just the link between the Wonder Years. I think they said it was Elvis Presley's, Presley's anniversary today or he died today, so... That was the song, wasn't it? That was an Elvis Presley song that leads into our show. Right, yeah, yes. Yeah, it was too. Yeah, 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 little, it, it was, uh, you're right. Just shows you I'm on the ball. You are. Yep. Well, you're no bringing worries. people Thanks into the much. conversation before we've been introduced, no, that, Warren. but that's okay, because oh, Vinny's sorry. here. Welcome to you, Vinny. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good and to it, be here. Yes, it's good to see you. You're always here. I am and, uh, always here. Carlos, you're here tonight as I'm well. I'm here. I'm here. For the uh, tribute to West Ham's 3-0 win at Anfield last week. We Jeez, spoke you, about that last week. You missed you? a big opportunity yeah, we last week. We I know, I know. I get this text. A glitch, so, Warren. Are you up? A, a are minor you up? glitch. <laughs> Can you come on as a, as a talkback caller and just give it to Warren? That's I did what I was give getting. you the opportunity. Is that what you said in the text message? No, I texted yeah. him at 5 to 11. Yeah, you did. I'm, I saw you doing that. I didn't know what you wrote in the text message. Well, I said, are you free to... To be on air tonight because yeah. uh, I thought it. We know it takes longer for the text to make it to Gosford where yeah, I was. That's true, that's true. It took about a day to get yeah, there. I, well, and you got it the next morning. I didn't get. I didn't get a response, <laughs> so I just thought no was the answer. But yeah. uh, hey, we've got a big show tonight. Uh, the Q and A is going to be very, very interesting tonight. That's of course Hot. the Q and A with Rodrigo Rodriguez. <laughs> it's taken the uh, media industry by storm. Yep. But uh, we'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on as mm. well, and uh, we'll take your calls tonight on any of these questions in the hot topic on. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen, mm. and also the hot topic. Oh, yes, a bit of discussion about the hot topic in the uh, two-hour yep. pre-game show. Yep. What? What? Yeah. What well, is Warren is a self-styled star of the Diego's yeah. these days. You know, he came in, in quarter two. Absolutely, he just comes in when he wants to, but he does all the shows now, and he gets all. Apparently, he was in the promo half promo when he was weeks, filling yes, for me last couple. He's of weeks. got the company car. Well, he's gone to the next level now, mm. and on Friday, I believe Warren, yes. you're meeting the PM. The yes, Prime that's Minister. correct. Is it uh, Golf Whitlam? Yes, that's not <laughs> a rumour. You're meeting Tony Abbott no, on Friday. Tony Abbott, yes, correct. And we were talking before the show that this is a perfect opportunity because David Gallup can't get to the Prime Minister and you know Craig Foster can't get to the Prime Minister, but Warren Diogo can get to the Prime Minister. You can make Australian football better. I can. So what are you going to ask the listeners tonight? Yeah, well, we know there'd be a lot of things that you might want to ask Tony Abbott, but what's a soccer-related question? Yep. That you want to ask, that you want me to ask Tony Abbott, and (laughs) perhaps the most sensible one I might consider. No, I will. I'll ask him. Consider all options. All options, and then we'll make a decision as to the one question. But it's got to be football related. Yeah. and we'll see and how you we go. Swear example, words in it yeah. too. For example, you, you might say <laughs> no, uh, Prime Minister uh, yep. Messi v Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yep. What's your good. opinion? Yeah, that's mm. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. What should Warren yep. ask on behalf of us all? Um, on behalf of us all, uh, what question should he ask the Prime Minister on Friday? Yeah, I'd ask him. 
What is, what is your opinion about Mike Yedinak not making the Socceroos <laughs> squad right. last ah, night? Yes, Mike, I know him quite yeah. well. Uh, uh, what's your name, Warren? Aren't you a rank-and-file yeah. member of the Australian Labor no, Party? No, 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 no. Are you no. going to meet Peter Credlin as well? Yeah. Uh, yes. That I'll, could be fun. I'll meet her. And, you know, I've come to the realisation that no matter what your politics is, you've got to respect the position that is the Prime Minister. There's only been 28 of them or so. Yep. You've done your homework. No, I've, actually, I've been asked to do my homework, yes. No, looking forward to it. So you're right. going to get him to sign your back, aren't you, Warren? Because you, you respect that position. You say, Prime Minister, <laughs> can I have your autograph? On my back. So long, yep. Just so long as All he right. doesn't repeat On my left breast, could, could you sign my pick, please? <laughs> I'm glad Tony. you change it from breast to peck. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Big show tonight, as I said. Uh, so let's get into the Q&A with Rodrigo Rodriguez. Q um, intro. There you go. Thanks very much. Um, we've spent a lot of time in production new pe- this year. No, new Pedro this, tonight. New, new Pedro. Pedro. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Pedro on the panel yes. over there doing a. Play it any time you want, Pedro. Though any time you yeah, want, just don't. play it. It's not fair. Okay. We, we we don't have one. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Look, we're press buttons everywhere. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the new guy prank, right, yeah. Pedro? So well done. You should have seen a terrified. It, it costs the last face. guy his job, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> not coming in on time. Let's start. The, let's start with the Socceroos boys, and um, of course, last night the uh, the Socceroos defeated Tajikistan three nil. Milligan, it, uh, Tajikistan, Tajikistan, Tajikistan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like a bit of an SBS jiggy jiggy movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like a request. I know. I'll have the Tajikistan. Tajikistan. And I have the ending. Do you want sauce with that? Yes. Three nil. Milligan scored. Late in the fifty-seven, yeah, I must late. admit, yeah. I must admit, I fell asleep during halftime and woke up luckily in the fifty-fifth minute <laughs> and uh, saw the goal from uh, Mark Milligan and then Timmy Cale ah, came back and yeah. just, Super uh, scored twice. Yeah. And, uh, look, they're, they're clearly flying. They beat Bangladesh five nil, of course, in yeah. Perth. And uh, but other score lines flattering the Socceroos at the moment um, because really eight nil over two games, or mm. are they really, really flying? For me, for me, it's a process. Mm. Okay, they're, they're, not a project. A process. It's a process because, yep. of course, Tajikistan is uh, 158th <laughs> in the world. Bangladesh, they're off the they're off the charts, aren't they? I think they're like 300th in the world. There's only 200 teams. They're pretty bad. Well, then they're, they're they're in the. I think they're less than 200. Yeah, no, because they're only 201 <laughs> right. nations. But uh, but the way the Socceroos, the method, the patterns of play. Uh, they they like to talk about the triangles over the triangles oh, and the, and the way they stick to Position it and not, football, and, and not lair rise doesn't matter the circumstance the way they go at teams home and away yes I just think we've got something special on our hands and they're not susceptible to a banana skin at this stage hmm. that's why I think uh, they're smoking cigars now. But I think they should be thinking into the next round already because they're through they, they they're talking up this Jordan game next month you know. Fifth of- more challenge yeah, over. Yeah, they're, they're talking. They're, talk, they're, they're saying they're, oh, we lost there last week. We've got something. You got nothing to worry about. We're smoking cigars. <laughs> this is this is the stage, the phase of qualifying where Fenicum, Let's not turn up. Let's just not turn up because we're that much better than them. We're playing that that good. You of know, football. you know what I, know, I reckon. I know that uh, right now, Angie's got the triangle. Yeah. You know, we're doing triangles, boys. <laughs> we're keeping possession and triangles. I can't wait for a few years for not in a, the next phase where it's. We're doing tiki taka. <laughs> doing tiki taka, lads. At the moment, it's just taka tuck. Tiki taka. Yeah, when they put the tiki in there, my. yes. But uh, look, yeah. can I just say, I think uh, you should be suitably proud. I think that they're organised and they're forever getting more organised. And you know, listening to Ange 
uh, talking about uh, the halftime and, and, and what Timmy Cahill said about the halftime speech. They were always calm. They're, they're going in it professionally. Uh, no one's panicking, and he's keeping a cool head. And I just like the way that um, Ange seems to be thinking the team's way through the games, yep. and he's, he's never rattled. And I think that's a hallmark of a good gaffer. And the other thing that they, they should be celebrating is the fact that they are building depth mm. and more and more players who are getting opportunity uh, no different player Bailey Wright got got a got got to go on the ball and stuff more and more players getting opportunities is means Ange has obviously got more to choose from but they're just getting better at what they do and and sort of clicking in when they need to for me i actually think performance is better than results i actually mm. think performance could have led to more goals in both games i mean even though it was nil nil at 55 what would the I think it was... 14 corners to one. I think it was about 550 yeah. completed passes at about 80% and with about 29 shots. And, and it I was similar the week before. Warren, I think we made them cry five times. <laughs> <laughs> I think the performances actually could have led to more goals. Yeah, and, and the big, big thing about this squad... When he makes a change, it's not just to bring someone on and give him a run and hope for the best. He brought on Nathan Burns, who started cutting a sway through mm. people. Tommy Rogic. I was going to say, have you got Rogic. the... Have you got the... Uh, what do we call that? Rogic. That's actually a little bit of um, sexiness in there. It's uh, Barry White. Uh, yeah. Tommy Rogic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he came on yeah. and, you know, worked his stuff. Tommy Orr. Tommy Orr, the cross. Tommy Orr. The new Ipswich Town... See, when you say Orr, it's Orr. Orr. <laughs> it's like Tommy your Orr. jockey voice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> See the cross? Pinpoint pass. Straight on yeah. Tim he's, he's, head. He's one bloke in the Australian side. He gets the ball at his feet. He looks up before he passes, ah. before he crosses the ball. Loses Pinpoint. time doing that, but yeah. that's okay. In fact, Timmy Cale wanted to get out of the way of that cross, but couldn't. It was so perfect. And in the top corner it goes. So he, makes, he, he brings on subs and they make a difference. There you go. Beautiful timing there, Carlos oh. Alberta. But we're going to keep talking about the um, the Socceroos, of course, because he scored a brace last night and Timmy Cale... Uh, Harry Kuehl doesn't think this, but uh, <laughs> is he categorically yeah. and without doubt mm. the best ever socceroo? Yeah. And, and then an extension of that, should he be definitely going to Russia if we qualify for world, uh, the World Cup in 2018? No and yes. He's not so, categorically so, the best ever socceroo. Uh, how right? could you say that? <laughs> I just did. Who's better? Oh, no. no. Who is better? No, here we go. Here we go. Come on. No, Because no. Harry Kuehl played for Liverpool? No, no. I think... Um, I think there's been a number of Socceroos through the recent generations. And we'll go, I mean, you know, we can't comment back, you know, Johnny Warren and the like. Who, who scored more no, important? Scoring, scoring goals World is Cup not necessarily. Uh, is Wayne Rooney Australia. the best ever English player just because he's now broken the record number of goals? No, he's not. He may. By Same the, argument. By, by the end of his career, which Timmy Cowell's 35, turning 36 next week. Right. He's By definitely the end of his in career, the best eleven. Wayne ever. Rooney will be the best ever no, English player. I don't player. agree, and he I don't be. think I don't think you can categorically say that Tim Cale is. He no. makes the best eleven. We're not we're not talking. He we're makes the best eleven, and yes, he should definitely go, yeah. and yes, he should be captain. See, I'll I'll um Ooh. I'm going to say this. I think Timmy Cahill is amazing, and his his ability to score goals when we need them, and to galvanise the squad, and he's he's the complete leader for this squad at this point in our in our history, and he's a great player. However, I'll say that uh, when the time comes, we have to see whether he whether we take him to Russia. He may well have lost another yard no. or, or whatever. Vinny, if I mean, I'm jump, happy to take him. If he I'll can take jump, him. If he can jump, and, you know, if he's got any semblance of a vertical leap, he's going. 
because that's the last mm. thing that he has. To, because what Ange is doing right now, we have so much of the ball. He doesn't have to run around as, as yeah, much as he. Fair enough. They just you just got to get in the position. It's a bit of buffeting going on with all the defenders trying to stop him from hitting the ball. But he's worth taking. But it is a game by game proposition with him. I know that because when you when you're getting to the end. All it takes is for one or two bad games and suddenly people start calling for your head and you maybe start to lose a bit of confidence. But he just seems to be getting better. Absolutely. I think last week we talked about whether he should go to the World Cup and, and I think we said, well, we kind of agreed that if he continues it yeah. you know, like this... Well, that's right. Absolutely. He's got to continue. But, if but, if yeah. he doesn't continue, then you're not going to take right. him. So th- it's still 2015. Yeah, he's still got to do his work. Yeah, and he's so a great player with a great work ethic mm. and he's fantastic. But if he's not putting in the results, Ange, Ange will be the first one to, to not put him in the squad. And I think... I think there'll be a point you'll know. Ange will stop playing him at a certain point if he's not going, but yeah. once it gets past that, he's going. Just a yellow card there for Sorry. you, Warren. Just, yep. Uh, yep. Two Pedro, of those Pedro and on it's the a panel. Red. He's I'll very, very strict. Yeah, he is. Yep. Very, very strict. Hey, um, one, one more before we go to a break. Yep. The Professional Footballers Association, mm. the PFA, and Football Federation Australia, the FFA, uh, they're at... They're, they're really, they're, yeah. they're just gearing up for a massive, massive stoush, of course. Now, um, who's winning this? Who's winning the PR war here? Who's, I mean, we don't like to take sides because we love the players. I do. I'll take a side. Well, be careful. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, take, which way are you take going, a side. No, I'm always no, no, on the side do of we, the players. Do we need to explain what's going on? The, the latest news, the latest news right now, of course, they haven't signed off on a collective bargaining agreement and it's, uh, it's overdue by two months. It's supposed to have been uh, signed off by the end of June. It still hasn't been signed off and things are getting worse between the parties. They seem to be walking out on each other. There's accusations of disrespect on either side. Tonight, the PFA have pulled the girls out of... The Tour of America. Two-game tour, yep. Yeah, uh, which is apparently going to sell out uh, 140,000 people people over two games. It was going to be huge over there. In fact, I met Laura Alloway the other day at Melbourne City, and uh, and she was really excited about it. I haven't rung her since (laughs) because I don't think she's – well, obviously she's sticking by the union action. So there is huge issues there. They seem to be poles apart. David Gallup won't even turn up to meetings, and the PFA are unhappy with it. So – it looks like it's it's very ugly at the moment. It's going to continue to get ugly, Warren. Yeah, no, I'm always on the side of the players because, I mean... But how do you know about the financials? I don't care about the financials. That's what I was just about to yeah. say. It's it's kind of difficult no. to take sides because we don't know the impact on... Oh, we know one thing. What's that? We know one thing, that the, the truth lies somewhere in between. The game isn't, the game isn't broke. There's money to pay the players. It's well, not... Tell it's the not Brisbane scr- Raw players. I mean... In all honesty, how can the FFA afford to own how many clubs at this count or fund how many clubs at this count? Maybe if they were actually able to find a buyer for one of these two, one or two of these clubs, they actually might have a bit more cash to actually pay the players. Yeah, well, and I don't know how much effort is, they're actually they, making. Well, of course they want to sell. There's, they there's, don't want, they're not in the business of owning clubs. The cupboard is not bare. Now, yeah, as no, to how that. much money there is, I'm not sure. All the, wor- all the word out there is the Victory are the only team that's making money and maybe one other, maybe West Sydney Wanderers. There's not many AFL clubs that are making money, but TV deals yeah, and that, everything well, else actually well, covers the cracks Football soccer there. doesn't have that. Now, by the way, that, I'm, all I'm saying is I'm not backing the players or the FFA. I just don't know the financial situation. But the P- to answer your question about the PR war, sadly, mm. I think the players are losing the PR war. Because, you know, in this day and age with the economy the way it is and, you know, people are saying, I would love to be a professional footballer and I'd get paid, you know, an average wage to do it. 
I know that's that's not mm. that's not uh, something that's going to make the players feel comfortable. But, but, you, but unfortunately, if you're looking for a PR war, I think the players are losing that at the moment. I'd be blaming Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> because he gets so much money <laughs> that people just assume that uh, there's that sort of money in the game all over the world, and I, I don't know that that's the case. We'll take a break. We'll take a break now, and um, I think we'll come, we're going to come back and yeah. talk more about this and the Matildas and, and the impact because uh, it's an interesting topic. You're such and, a machine company man, aren't you, Carlos, really? Underneath it, I mean, you talk, no, if you, you talk if equality you allow me to talk and you talk about fairness and the hardship that the that. Matildas are going for. That's a different story. Mm. But we're talking about the Socceroos being bundled not, in here too. Did, did, you, did you hear a break? Yeah. I, I, I must have missed that break. Let's take one now on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Come on, guys. A lot of you are involved but not committed. Do you know the difference between involvement and commitment? Think of ham and eggs. The chicken is involved. The pig is committed. This has been a halftime pep talk by the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on Wednesday night here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Uh, big show tonight. The Q&A was going well. And, uh, Should have heard us off, uh, off, off air. Off air. The <laughs> Q&A just continued. We've got <laughs> nothing left. Is it finished, the Q&A? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not. We're going to continue. Oh, That's yeah, what good. I was going to say. It was going. But the hot topic tonight, uh, Warren, was you're meeting the Prime Minister, mm, aren't you, on Friday? Friday at about... Um, no, about... Don't give too much away afternoon. because yeah. you've been no, I'm checked. Not, I've been, need, I've actually yeah. been Will you be checked. on the parliamentary network? Can we hear oh, you on there? Oh, no, yeah, you could be hear me on ABC News Radio. Yeah. Not that we should promote another, but you um, get on ABC Twenty Four <laughs> or any of those well-respected, you know, wall-to-wall news stations. Should we be talking stations? about it? They're, they're actually competition. Yes, yeah, there's someone right. doing a show on that station right now. No, Up against actually, us. It's actually um, simulcast on the BBC right now. <laughs> okay, right. What's the hot topic? Uh, the hot topic mm. is, what's the question, what's the football-related question that I should ask Tony Abbott? All right, 0433 We've got a few here, actually. Very good. Yep. Um, who is better, Messi or Ronaldo? Brian, <laughs> Brian in Footscray. Very We've good, argued Brian. that many times yes. on this show. Ask him, why the hell didn't they put more than 30,000 seats at Amy Park? Yes. That's Brent in Yalambi. Good one, Good Brent. question. Yes. Yeah, good. I think it was federally government yeah. funded. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah, remember right. these. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Abbott, red card for you. <laughs> uh, yes. By anonymous. Uh, Stinger in Werribee. Question for Warren to ask the PM. How long should you hold on to something in storage for a friend before you throw it out? <laughs> you know, like a sofa, for example. <laughs> Is this There's a, a story behind right. it. I'll tell you off air. Oh, okay. Who was well, that? So our listeners who Stinger are, from Werribee. Who are taking... Oh, Stinger. I'll give you the background. Not, not too long. I actually yeah. happened to pick up a sofa on the cheap about six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And it's do. currently in storage yeah. in a location... Not to be disclosed, and yeah. I've promised to pick it up, and I still yeah. haven't picked you it know, up. You know, it's bug infested by this stuff. If you know Stinger well enough, you know that it definitely is. All right, thanks for your personal message there, Stinger. Um, Prime Minister, will your government support or fund another bid for Australia to host the Football World Cup? That's, That's a good Santa one. In yeah. yeah, I really like I'll take There's that. No That's way. a good way. There's no way. There's, uh, I'm waiting for the inquiry <laughs> into the, old, the other one. Okay, but I like There's that question. There's no way they're going to okay. allow another one. What I'll... about um, Prime Minister? If you have to, if you had to make a captain's call on David De Gea, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Stay or go? 
He's uh, number one, according to rumours again. Here we go. Um, I've always wanted to know where junior registration fees go. <laughs> <laughs> That's Arthur That's in Murnda. That's a good one, Arthur. I, I wonder the same question. And uh, JK from Murrabark just came in. Yep. How does the offside rule work? <laughs> PM. Good ones. Some good ones. There are yeah. some good ones. Um, also got uh, a couple here. How many goals has Timmy scored? Well, he scored um, 41, 41 goals. Um, yes. He has. He, he scored You know our first ever goal in a World Cup. Yep. Top goal scorer, please. Tim Cale has to be oh, the it. best player of all time. That's Peter in Collingwood. And yeah. I don't normally use... Um, I don't normally uh, look at text messages, but God, oh, I love that You don't that respect one. our listeners. I love That's that why. one from you, Carlos. And, and Carlos Car- Theory. Yeah. yeah. Better to do the better than Maradona. I never said that. No, but it's the Tim but, Kale theory. The highest scorer is always the best no, player. No, I didn't say that. I didn't even say that. <laughs> I didn't even say that. In fact, off air... He's surmising that that's, yeah, that's your, no, no, that's no, your it, theory. It, it, the, the most impactful player who comes to the fore at the most important times mm-hmm. for his country... Mm-hmm. Not always a score. It could be a goalkeeper. It could be a, a centre half. It could be a player playing in the hole. Who knows? He's also but got uh, Timmy Cale has been the most impactful player in my time. And I've watched every Socceroo game since 1974. <laughs> every one. Every one of them. I've like not missed wear. a Socceroo yep. game since 1974. He is clearly <laughs> the best Socceroo, most impactful, most effective player. And didn't have hasn't had a bad club career wherever he's gone. Scored goals too, by the way. Sadly, I missed half of it the other night because I fell asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have to admit that. You can tape the games too, you know. Yeah, I just haven't worked that out yet. Carlos. <laughs> hey, um, let's get back to yeah. the hot top zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you have another question for Warren to ask uh, the Prime Minister on yeah. Friday when he meets him, yep, uh, yeah. that's fine, and yeah. shows him his. Labor, Australian Labor no, Party. No, no, I won't no. be doing that. Okay, good. About, Apolitical, you've got, to respect the, you've got to respect the office. How about, Warren, how about something like, Prime Minister, can we have a quota for refugees from Brazil? Okay. All right, like a lot of other countries kind of do. Well, I wouldn't mind a few of those young boys who, you know, maybe don't, find, don't want a home over in Brazil, maybe to settle here. We might get a couple of good, you know, strikers. It could be a could be another way, an oh, angle yeah. in. You yes, could, um, yep. What about if you ask, say, uh, Prime Minister, if Malcolm Turnbull was in goals and it was a pen- and it was a penalty <laughs> shootout, would you kick the ball straight at his head? <laughs> that could work. You yep. get an answer. Yes. <laughs> I've got one. Yeah, Warren's Warren. not interested. Yeah, yeah. Ne- ne- never underestimate the power of SMS, Warren. We are people too. That's, <laughs> That's Theo right. in Hampton. That's right. Don't disrespect yeah. the SMS. Yeah, it's going to come and get yeah. you one day. Oh, They're coming I'm now. I'm not saying that I... I'm just not close to the screen often. <laughs> oh, right. There you go. Mm. Mm. Okay. And then I interrupt. Okay. Let's, let's, I want to go back to the Matildas because mm. uh, obviously they are pretty much uh, yeah. standing down, if you like. The two games in the US and, and pretty much that's confirmed. Yeah, that, tonight um, the PFA yeah. sent a, a media release out saying that they've uh, pulled out of those two games. Um, now, uh, the, the Matildas themselves, their case is, you know, they really, really do need the support from the PFA on this one. So in terms of the yeah. PR battle, yeah. now that the Matildas have actually done this, yeah. I think people will be sympathetic to the yeah. Matildas mm. who earn, what, about 21 well, grand I think, uh, to about $30,000 yeah, $30, yeah, a, a year. And they're expected to be full-time athletes and they can't hold down a full-time job. And in fact, I, I, like I said, I met a couple of the Matildas the other day and a few of them, they're in their you know early twenties, but they're not only talking about a career, but they're talking about holding off family to fulfil their dreams. 
So someone like a Melissa Barbieri, for example, mm. was well into her 30s before she had her first child, for example. And, uh, and so, you know, they're holding off family. They've, they can't hold down a full-time job. They're expected to train. And it's their dream. And, um, and they, they, I mean, during, before the last World Cup, a few of them had to quit their jobs because their employers wouldn't Just, keep uh, them on. Just getting back to what you were saying before, if uh, the, the, play, the PFA were, is losing or seem to be losing the, the, the PR war, I think the thing that's going to bring it back in the, to their favour yeah. will be the Matildas mm. yeah. uh, angle because of the, their success. And yep. the fact that they're yeah. do, we're actually running a national team on the cheap. Yeah, but the problem we've got, uh, Vinny, is that Mike Cockrell wrote an article in the Sydney Morning Herald last week uh, outlining what the Socceroos get. And the Socceroos are asking for more money too. And the payment uh, compared to other international teams is very, very good what they're receiving right now, according to these figures. Now, I love the Socceroos. Uh, you know, they're a flagship team. Uh, probably up there. Well, I don't know. They're probably you know more oh, high next profile. To cr- next to cricket, well, I think. It's are they the next one. or are they? Oh well, cricket? I mean, it's, that's it's another argument. But to, but the point up, is, yeah. uh, they've thrown them in the mix. I, I think the A League players and the Matildas are the ones that are going to be looked after. Not and so much the Socceroos, but having said that, you got to pay what they're worth, whatever that yep. may be. And I I would um, I would say that I will always back the players. But the one thing I will say. If the male players are not seeing this pay dispute as the game, that is everyone who plays, and that's including the women, they'll lose me because this is a this is an argument about equality in terms no, of. No, but they've bundled it up. Yeah, no, and PFA's that's good. Done, yeah, it's no, good. That, it's, no, that's no, one but of the I PFA. hope the pl- yeah. the male players need to understand that if it means them getting a little bit less, mm. so that the female players yeah. are getting a little bit more. Relatively, I think they need to make that decision, and that's where I don't know I, why the Socceroos needed more. No, I don't. Uh, think but then they again, do. I, look, I'm not privy to balance sheets and, and what they should be getting, but mm. but the, at the same time, I, I don't know why couldn't they come into the mix and not ask for more? I think they'd get more of a understanding from the public. A League players, Matildas, definitely, definitely uh, should be looked after. While everyone should be rewarded their fair share, yeah. right? Uh, the in, in terms of a cent- incentive. Paying a Socceroo more isn't going to be as valuable to you as paying a Matilda more. That's right. And in terms of the Matilda's progress and development, they have they're probably more likely to win us a World Cup in the near future than mm. than our, our male team is. So yep. I think uh, all of those things being equal and considered, I think that there is a very strong case for for stronger and faster action on the Matildas mm. front. But if it was a pure financial case, the, the FFA would be saying the Matildas really don't contribute um, a whole no. lot of money to, to the top line. Yeah, but from a marketing uh, sense, if they can get the Matildas as one of the best teams in the world like the Americans mm. are, suddenly half the population, the women, yep. uh, will yep. gravitate to this game. Not only play it, but watch it. You know... So, in that respect, from a marketing sense, it's a huge windfall. Absolutely. I but know. they've got to plough the investment, make it full-time. Where do these – I mean, people talk about a career path in women's football. What career path? They get to play for Australia for $30,000 a year. Is that their career path? They go overseas and make $50,000 a year. That's not a career path. Uh, they've got to actually make it attractive for girls to play. They've got to pay them $120,000, $130,000 each at least uh, through their career – and use them as a marketing tool to connect with the female population. And one thing I will say in this whole pay dispute is there needs to be 
an absolute disclosure of where all the money goes from the grassroots of the game right up to the top level of the game. Because as participation levels go through the roof perceptually, I can tell you as a grassroots payer of fees for my children to pay, and somebody mentioned it today in terms of where do those Mm. fees go, and we're talking multiple hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for some clubs, and there is always justification of those fees going to overarching bodies for the administration of the game, which I fully understand. Where's it all going? Good question. Good question that I don't have the answer to. But um, thank you very much. Hey, another question. Lucas Neal, he's back in the news. Yeah. He might be back playing in the New South Wales Premier League. Um, now, Lucas Neal, the forgotten man I know. of Australian football. The booed man. The greatest yeah. captain we've ever had. Yeah, some people... So, so, so what... I mean, does he need to redeem himself? Yeah, what no. does he need to do? Yeah. No. But no. You don't think he needs to redeem himself? I, I just felt that... I felt there's been a, a bit of a standoff between him and Australia. I mean, the whole of Australia in him. Given that it sort of ended... I mean, by the... When he was playing for Australia in those last, in those last you know, few months or that last 12 months under edge, it was almost like uh, he was being perceived as a person who was a little bit arrogant, a, li- a little bit, ex- yeah, probably maybe expecting entitled, it, entitled. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, and I don't think the the public took too well to it. He was booed at the game. Remember, he had a crack at. Was some that guy. a Socceroos game or yeah, was that a it, Sydney it FC was, game? No, it was, was, a, that, it was um, a World Cup qualifier. Sydney Olympic Park. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, does he need to redeem himself and coming back to play in the state league in New South Wales? I think with uh, Sydney Harcoa. Yeah, Sydney Arcoa, and I think they've been promoted to the national Premier League, uh, the Premier League in Sydney. Uh, does does you say he doesn't have to worry about redeeming no, himself? Think, He's okay. Look, I think we traditionally we traditionally like players to finish off on a good note and you know retire, and we we speak fondly about them. We've seen a lot of it in the cricket, and typically footballers will do it for some reason. Lucas Neal spent the and. He was a great Australian player and a great Australian captain, but for some reason he spent the last five years of his career, I don't know, it seemed like angling for that extra club deal and Pimping himself it. out, it's, Warren. Let's to call some it what degree. It go, yeah. and, go into but whoever made him the best. Is it a problem, though? No, it's not Trying a problem. Trying to prolong your career? So as such, as such, he was looking to get the best professional opportunities for himself. Mm. I would have liked to see the captain of Australia retire and say, look, I'm putting a line through this. I've had a great career. It's time but to then move is, that, on. is, that, is any, that any reason to hate him, though? No, I don't hate him. I think it's some of the things he said in the media towards the end of things for Australia, where I think he was pointing the finger at some of the younger players. Remember that? Oh yes. yeah, no. And yep. uh, when he was booed in that game, and he, he turned around and he turned around and you know while and he yelled at, yeah, yeah yelled at some. Guy. I mean, really, a professional mm. football. I mean, he would have got a lot worse in England. Mm. I don't think he would have turned around. I mean, there's right. a, there was a sense of arrogance there. Yep. Uh, I just wonder, he should have finished where people were applauding him uh, because of what he did. He deserves in the game. it. I he mean, he deserves player. it because he's a great he was a player. Very, very good yeah. captain. Yeah. But, but he, unfortunately, for whatever reason, it didn't, it had, his last chapter playing mm. on home soil hasn't been a positive one. This is probably a good thing because he's going, he will be going to grassroots, he will be accessible. Um, people will be able to see uh, how good he is close up, uh, and it's probably a a level that can maybe, I mean, even though it's got young players who are yep. who are going to keep keep him busy, it, it's a good thing to do. I th- I think it it saddens me that it couldn't happen sooner. I think 
all of us would have liked to have seen him on our pitches in the A-League sooner, but it seemed that it became about money or getting the best deal and the A-League wasn't good enough but for him. Vinny, and we never have Viduka play. I have no problems yeah, but, with but, any of these guys not playing, but he should have been in the media, for example. He should be on that Fox Sports panel. He should mm. be. He should be a, a voice. I'd love to with know an what he opinion about yes, his current absolutely. Team. You know, <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, no, I, 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 I'm, I think I'm being he, serious. I think he's. He's not. A, he was West Ham's captain. Mm. He was. I think captain at Galatasaray too. So this guy's been captain wherever he's gone. So he must have a really great analytical mind. Uh, and so I would love to hear him. So why isn't he on there right now? Why did he go hiding for a year? Why is it? Was it that bad for him that he couldn't come to Australia? So. The state league thing is one thing, but I, I want to see him being a personality in the media, hmm. talking about the game. I agree. I think I do too. Anyway, well, he'll be back in Australia soon, so maybe we will hear from him uh, on what he's. I'd love to hear what he. I really would. What he thinks about this team, how has they're there performing. Been a book? There hasn't been a book or anything yet. Not yet. There? No, he's no? missed a few opportunities there. He Warren has? Diego. I think he's had a. I think he's uh, had a soccer school or something. Oh, right. good. Yeah. There's an idea. <laughs> a soccer school. Hey, let's take a break now. And uh, when we come back, we'll catch up with Mike McGrath and talk about the English Premier League and everything that's going on in England on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Prior to his team's sudden death World Cup match against the Republic of Ireland, Iran coach Miroslav Blazovic said, If we don't win, I will take a rope and hang myself. Jeez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. On eleven sixteen SEN, the Four Diego's. Coming up after the Diego's, it's all night appetite uh, from 12 till 6. Hey, let's go to the UK now and catch up with our man from the sun, Mike McGrath. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Yes, good to hear your voice. It's Rodrigo here, Vinny Venezuela, with uh, his mini iPad there, just getting ready to ask some questions. <laughs> Warren with his um, 1975 Nokia and Carlos Alberto Diego with uh, a whole lot of papers in front of him. But uh, that's just uh, talks. That just goes, you know, the uh, technology um, going backwards. Yeah, going backwards. Timeline. Technology. It's a gambit. Hey, Mike, welcome. As I said, hey. Wayne Rooney, 50, 50th goal um, in England's win against Switzerland where they won 2-0. He scored it from the penalty spot, which means he goes ahead of Bobby Charlton's 45-year um, old 49-goal record. What a fantastic um, achievement by a young bloke. Yeah, um, I was there last night at Wembley. It was a really dull match until, um, until the last kind of 15 minutes. England were one nil up and then... You know, all eyes were on Rooney once uh, the you know penalty awarded slightly dubiously. You know, and, and it was where you know whether he could kind of do it in style, which he did. He, he slammed it into the roof of the net and, and kind of cued the celebrations. Um, you know, he is now our most prolific goal scorer, um, and will probably get another ten to fifteen before um, before retirement if he goes at a similar rate. And Mike, even more exciting than that is uh, he made a speech. He strung some words together, yeah. and for the memoirs, yeah, I believe. I mean, it really is. It shows like the changing times of football. The fact that the the FA uh, videoed it and put it uh, on on their uh, Twitter feed, 
see exactly what was said. And I think it's actually quite a nice, um, quite a nice touch to, uh, and kind of shows how much it meant to him. Um, and he also referenced Ross Barkley and um, Raheem Sterling said, you know, it's a target for you guys to go and to go and try and beat. Um, so uh, he's, he's kind of looking looking to the future as well. Um, uh, with that speech. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, what sort of a, I mean, obviously you've been to press conferences uh, where they've either talked about Wayne Rooney or you, you may have even met Wayne Rooney. I mean, we get the impression that he was one of these 15-year-old guys who the only thing he could do was play football. They plucked him from the streets. He's a guy that probably appears to lack a bit of sophistication about the way he lives his life, but he's just a great footballer. Have we got it wrong? Is he a bloke that uh, can go through and have the sophistication, the class of someone like a, a Bobby Charlton and be remembered and not only as a, as a great footballer by the end of his career, maybe one of the best England's ever produced, but also a bloke who could be a real ambassador for the game? Yeah, I think, um, you, you know, you were right about the first bit, that when we first saw him, that he was a real rough diamond. I remember he won a, a personal accolade uh, from the BBC and he was on screen um, with chewing gum in his mouth when he was really young. <laughs> it was a kind of, you know, you fast forward to now, and when he spoke to us last night after after his 50th, uh, and even last season when um, I remember he reached 100 caps, uh, and we got to speak to him at length, and he's a really, really uh, polished public speaker now in, in front of a room of, of journalists, you know, a table of journalists, um, he is—he's not really a rough diamond in that respect anymore. He expands on his answers and and he articulates himself really well. Um, and I think he is getting towards that kind of—you know—he he may he may not have the kind of style and branding appeal of, of Beckham, but he's certainly in the bracket of being um, a fine England captain. His wife Colleen has is a bit of a. A very well wealthy businesswoman in her own right, and she always seemed to be the one that's kept him on the straight and narrow. How much of an influence do you think she's had on the way he's now a much more rounded and polished, you know, performer these days off the field? Yeah, I think I think um, a, a big influence. She was at uh, the San Marino game, uh, which Erin was. Uh, she kind of sat quite near to the press. Um, travelled, you know, um, over to Italy and then San Marino t- to go see him, hopefully get that 50. Um, and he didn't get it. He only got the 49th at the weekend. But he was also, she brought along Kai, his his um, son. And I think that's obviously a big influence as well. Um, uh, at the moment, we're, we're seeing a very settled Wayne Rooney and somebody who's kind of really relished the responsibility of being captain. I was going to say, as we have a Wayne Rooney-a-thon, I'll ask one final <laughs> question about that, Mike. Is he loved, and will he be loved at the end of his career, like a, a, Stevie, a Steven Gerrard or a Frank Lampard, as he invariably goes on and plays at some American franchise for the last three years of his career? He'll be playing in the A-League. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I do think that he will be remembered fondly, but he's certainly still, even overnight here, he split, you know. He really does split opinion. Um, has he fulfilled his potential? Um, has he looked? Like, did he look after himself properly in those early years? And you know, could he have been like uh, Ronaldo and Messi? Because obviously, 
I think, you know, even the most, you know, biggest Rooney fans will say that he's not quite at that level. Um, but he is a world-class player. Um, so he does, you know, spark debate about what could have been sometimes. But, I mean, he to score 50 goals in 100-odd games for England, um, I think we'll, we'll see his reputation and his legend um, kind of uh, fulfilled among England fans. Mike, uh, Vinny here, just uh, staying on the Man United theme, Louis van Gaal at v, vis-a-vis David De Gea. How is it going to play out now that uh, they haven't, you know, he's wanted to go, but they haven't been able to, to offload him? There is going to be tension and friction, or will it not matter because we're all professionals here? Well, he did say at the start of the season that the, the XR would be kind of during the transfer window. Transfer window is now over. Certainly, during the during the start of that period, during the start of the month, um, we all thought that he would come straight back in. Towards you know when it got to the the uh, transfer collapsing, with he obviously we we felt that the the news coming back to us was that his head was all over the place. But you know he has had this international break to get himself uh, back and playing for Spain, which is quite important. So I think it will take. Uh, it really, it'll, basically, on Saturday evening at five thirty our time, will we'll kind of it will be revealed um, how that relationship has gone because it's either going to be him or Sergio Romero in goal against Liverpool. And Mike, a quick one. We had this debate last week, but um, rare would it be for Manchester United and Liverpool both to go into a game against each other, having lost the previous week and been soundly beaten? Is it still the biggest game in English football? It is, quite frankly. We've got an absolutely incredible uh, Saturday. We have got John Stones facing Chelsea, who he nearly signed for. Arsenal v Stoke, there's normally fireworks. And Kevin De Bruyne playing against um, Crystal Palace for Man City. But that is still all upstaged by um, United v Liverpool, regardless of where they are in the in the table I think everybody would agree that that is the big one on Saturday. I think last week uh, a lot of our listeners uh, were saying that it might not be anymore, but uh, if you say so, Mike, we oh, I we think listen. the West Ham-Liverpool uh, <laughs> clash will be the one from now Old on. News, <laughs> yeah. Old news, hey, hey, Mike, thanks for your time uh, this evening, our time, and uh, we'll catch up with you against, again next week. No problem. Speak soon. There you go. Mike McGrath from The Sun, as always. Good listening on the Diego's. Let's take a break now and come back and close the show on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. And coming up after the Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with Scott Cooney. Warren's off to see the Prime Minister on Friday. The go question, Reds. And just quickly, the question was that tonight, that was a hot topic, what, was the, what should he ask the Prime Minister about football? And, uh, hey, here's one from uh, Brendan Yolambi again. Hey, Tony, do you think Kevin Rudd made the right decision by showing the red card to Julia Gillard? Ooh. I'll there go, you go. Is that the one I'll go for? I've heard your opinions on that before, Warren. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Yeah? Yep. He would, he'll say, I wanted, I wanted a double send-off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Tony would have said. Gazy and Laverton just says, say, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. So uh, it, it's, he'll take it as a comment, though. Yes, that's right. And Warren, hey, Abbott, should Rogers still be the Liverpool coach? <laughs> I like that one, too. So I'll which go one? with that one. Oh, that one. Well, what's yeah, the yeah, answer, yeah. though? Should he or not? Anyway, you, no, we, we haven't got time to answer that question okay. there, Carlos. Thanks to our... 
Texters, uh, all our listeners tonight, thank you very much. We're back next Wednesday. So remember, Carlos. We were Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll be there. Review Samba, Rumba, and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Remember the girls with food on their head and balls on their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the 48 Girls.